0: i'm derek thompson the host of the podcast plain english we tackle technology politics culture history everything that's happening in the world and why it matters new episodes of plain english drop
1: every tuesday and friday on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
0: life is a highway
2: Deep down, he must be thinking, Ah, is the man's a bit nervous. He's a bit nervous. You know what I mean? I'm a bit nervous, a bit shaky. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? everyone and welcome to Writers House on Ringer SC. Hope you're all safe and well. Today we're gonna talk a bit about Everton's struggles after their 5-0 defeat to Spurs. Also, today the FA and Barkeys are hosting the biggest ever football session across the UK to get as many girls as possible playing football on the same day. We'll talk about that and also a little bit about Bukayo Saka and Arsenal. And my guests are the wonderful Flo Lloyd Hughes and Mr. Morayo Quadri. How are you, guys and girls? Wait, it's the, it's the Young House edition. It's the Young yeah. House. Yeah, man, i mean It's, ju- it's
0: Wright's House Junior edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's like CBBS now, gonna, we're going to go. Say,
1: do you remember when you had s Club, s Club 7, then they did the, uh,
0: what yeah. was the junior one called again? s <laughs> Club Juniors, we're s Club juniors, juniors now. Man, and
2: they all look like them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all like mini-me's.
2: Do <laughs> you know, so, so the, the awards last night, did you kind of like, you kind of went in. Was it cool? Was it okay? Um, well, my first,
0: Emma. My first thing I would say was there were a lot of people there. There were yeah. 700 people. I haven't seen that many people. Wow. I don't think since 2019 <laughs> in one room. Like, because going to a football match doesn't count. But when you see that many people like sitting down talking to each other, you're just like, whoa. And you don't really know where to begin. Mm. Uh, Emma Hayes won Pundit of the Year. Yeah, I got a text
2: from her. I got a text from her. She said, oh my God, I'm sitting here watching Tottenham. And I've just, <laughs> I've got an award. And we, we, we was doing our congratulations and we'd done our stuff. Then we were talking about the game, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I was really pleased for her. Yeah. I was really pleased for her because, like, Does I'm not. That... Yeah, simply because of how. Because people saw us with the Euros, and then now people have seen her more. She's doing more co-com, and she's fantastic. She's fascinating, and I'm just glad that she's getting the actual recognition she deserves.
0: Just to clarify, is the Sports Journalists Association Awards Pundit of the Year. But right. she's cleaning up. She's, she's like yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah. She's basically like Alexa Pateus of Pundit Awards. <laughs> yes, <man>. she <laughs> Like she's getting she everything. She is a Dyson.
2: She's That's a Dyson preserved. in the business. She's a Dyson. She's a, in the <laughs> she's, she's a Dyson. She's a hoovering up everything. And, oh, and you well, know gosh. long mate, continue for her. I 100%. don't care if she does an ant and deck on it. You know, because we know that there was some ant and deck business going on last night. Oh, people winning for the word. fifth year straight, but only as long <laughs> as it's people who deserve it. And they are really genuinely doing good stuff. I'm delighted for her. No, real for her.
1: you can see the shift though. There's a, you no know, the young, young members inside, a bit more diverse crowd. Not mm. in the awards, not in the awards, but that will come eventually, yeah. I think. But yeah. Although
0: Gary Neville's overlap. That the age group of the team that won that, I think most yes. of them were under like twenty-five, That's so 20. that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but the everyone company. else was like, everyone else was like plus forty. But can you,
2: <laughs> talking about the Gary, Gary Neville stuff, did you see the start of the, the Reservoir dog start? Mister White, Mister Pink, Mister oh, when they're wow. walking across the pitch. What a ras what's going on with Sky, bro? What they did? I saw them walking across the pitch, man. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. I, was like what? I was like, who? The way they what, blasted boys, we've, we've got a, we've got a drone. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have you walk because they walked yeah. straight and then they turned yeah. I was then like, they Oh turned. my gosh. I said, you know what I mean? And then what you're hoping is because the, the way they build these games up. Can I tell you what that, that that was like? On the weekend the Man City, Man United game, honestly, it was Amir Khan and Kel Brook. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that fucking match was. One was coming with pure vibes and one came ready to cause all sorts of mayhem. That's what that that's what that reminded me of someone just that, walking through them that's the it's the perfect analogy
0: the first half united. Did play well in parts of that first time.
2: Yeah, but Amir yeah, I Khan landed a couple of punches. Yeah, he landed, <laughs> but,
1: and that's why it's the perfect analogy because when you look at those two careers, right? Like Amir Khan was the poster child. He went to the Olympics. Yeah. That was United, you, so you know, right. Fergie yeah. doing so many great things. Yes, you no, know, his neighbours there watching on. he's like I need to get my chance. And then you know, when when the City fans are piping up, it's like listen, you're small. You're not, you can't do anything to us.
2: Then you get that one moment. You just uh, 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 <laughs> Man City <he> was clubber <laughs> lang in Rocky free While while Rocky was doing his stuff with people, listen. Man City was of Lang just waiting, chasing <laughs> 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 fool, you don't know where I'm coming from. <laughs> man, and then obviously what happened in the studio, le- the less said the better. I-, I-, I thought, honestly, when he was watching it, because, because I work with Roy and I know when he goes to a place of, um, okay, I'm serious now, let me just, let me go into it because deep down, that man loves United. Whatever, whatever he's saying, whatever he says and you know, he's, he's He's got his reasons why he left and he's vexed. But let me tell you something. He loves United. And when they, when they play, especially like that, when he says they stop running, like Gary Neville said, they stop running, they he gave a quite an impassioned and informative speech about what the dressing room's like. And like I said, he's a seven-time Premier League winner of arguably one of the best teams ever to grace the Premier League on a, on a, on a consistent basis. And so after, so when Micah laughed like that, Instantly I thought, whoa, that, because I know Roy. So I know how he would have felt in that moment. And when, when you saw Roy's face, that's when I thought, oh, okay. He's kind look at his face, bro. He didn't <laughs> like that man He didn't like that
1: You know when you get people Talking about that like, Gentrification in the area That's what Roy's mm. like Because he's like Listen You don't understand What it was like Before everything <laughs> came And changed I'm trying to tell you something And you're laughing And you're just <laughs> Hair with your bloody <laughs> <laughs> it's Like, Where's the market <laughs> Where's the marketplace oh, Where's honestly, the lady selling the oranges like, He cares so much Yeah he does But people don't understand Because they wasn't there To see it And mm. sometimes When I think about it like I think about like The young average football fan now Who KDB is like the goat and it's yes. like that's what they've seen. They haven't yeah. really seen like the years of dominance that United had and what Roy Keane done. And it's like you don't understand yeah. why this guy
2: is angry. You see people that's see why like, he's oh. just vexed. Yeah, like yesterday with the Everton and Tottenham game, and Tottenham played with them. Knowing Frank as well as I do, I feel sorry for him because even when he when they when they when they appointed him for it, Flo, I was nervous. I, I think we
0: did a show together and we were both talking about the yeah. fact that we did not think it was a good idea.
2: Just nervous. <laughs> and I just, want, I just want him to be able to turn something around. But like Jamie, Jamie Carragher said, yes, that is a championship defense. You know, poor Seamus Coleman's at the stage of his career now where, you know, I, f- I thought John Joe Kent, like K- Kenny would be there now. I thought he'd be the right back for them now. You know, it's, it's, it's from that, but Michael Keane again, you know what I mean? He's positioning and, you know, he got taken off yesterday, I some injury, but like that guy is an England international. Their midfield are so easy to get through, you know, no creativity. You know, you, you, you look at it and you think to yourself, for someone taking that job, you think, okay, what have I got here? What have I got here? What have I got to work with? And then thinking that you may have monies, we don't know what's happening now with, Mm. with Mishuri and Usmanov's money. Now that's frozen. We don't know what's going to go on with Everton because like I say, Mishuri was just like passing it out, man. Like he was at the club, bro. He was just <laughs> flicking it off.
1: Bands were flying.
2: Honestly. And so <laughs> you're thinking to yourself with the way it's being run at the moment and, and they had money and they, were running and they were being run pretty poorly. Now you're feeling like, well, what's happening with your money? Where are you going? What's happening? Are they going to be coached out of this situation? As it, does, that look, does it look to you like they're going to be coached out of the situation doesn't it's, look like it to me at the moment difficult. they it's, are in a relegation battle
1: when you look at Everton as a club it is kind of like one of one of how not to do football like mm. do you remember the time when they spent like 200 million on like seven or eight different iterations of the same
2: player? It's oh, like was that, just like, it's like, like Gil, Gil- and all them man. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bad guys. <laughs> Gilfiel, was like, what was the other guy? There was another guy that Cussen, Cla- play- Rooney. Yes, all of
1: these guys, guys like just different iterations of like different variants. The footballing side, and it's it's always been questionable. And Everton fans have been raising this flag for so long, saying that like, we have money, but we don't have footballing people in the building. And with the Premier League, we've seen it over the years, when you try and adapt, because everyone's in this position where like, we're comfy, but we want to push forward. I remember mm. when Stoke did it, trying to get some, you know, some flaring and they just went down because ultimately yeah. you try to sacrifice two league positions for style of football and you drop down. Mm. Everyone tried to, you know, a little bit of je ne sais quoi, a bit of peri-peri you know. sauce and now it's oh just like plummeting. God. And the worst thing about it is this was an inside job by a man who's not going to get the blame for it. Frank's going to go down for this crime. Mm-hmm. But the man before him did a lot of the damage here. Let's 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 put that straight. If, Frank, if yeah, they, they've <laughs> had,
0: they've had so many managers. Each managers had different requests transfer wise, and then they've put that to a chaotic hierarchy who listen to some of the requests and do their own thing mm. on the side. And I think so much of as well you, what you said, Mo, is about brand as well. Yep. they've so focused. And I think this is a problem when you've got. Big rich owners in the building. So much of it is about ego that they're driven by getting a star signing that makes mm. them feel good. Doesn't necessarily make sense in, from yeah. a football perspective. And I think mean that Everton is key example of that. They're going to chase Hamaz Rodriguez because he's a big name. You know th- that that makes he's them got, look what, Instagram good. The fans, you yeah. <laughs> got yeah. more Instagram followers in the club. The fans will, you know, think that we mean business, but in reality, doesn't make sense on the pitch.
2: Yeah.
1: Or yeah. he will check out after the season. And the issue they've got now is there's good caliber players there. It's about one, can you get them together? And two, they're probably looking at it and saying, this club's never been down before. The club's in a bit of a state. Mm. It, we've got a lot of hard fixtures here. The, 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 the manager, you know, he's been out of the game for a while. Like, he, if we go down, that might be my ticket out of it anyway. For we'll being yeah, really exactly. honest. Yeah. And if
0: you haven't been in that spot before, you're really not going to be used to well, what it takes. Everton,
2: are not, Everton, are not, they, Everton have not, not been, been in that spot before. No. You know, Frank Frank has not really been in that spot before, um, if we're gonna to be totally honest. Um, with his football career, with his managerial career with Derby, you know, he was in and around. He wasn't fighting that. It's a different pressure because even I, I even when you're playing when you play against a team in their in their current form and their stature. The Everton players are afraid. They're now looking around the dressing and say, well, who's going to get us out of it? Is it Richarlison? Is it Dominic? Calvert-Lewin? Who's going to help us? Is it Decore? You know what I mean? Is, is it Pickford? Who, who Yesterday, you know, he conceded that, that second goal, which was uh, uh, from so- the, the goal from Son, was he should save it. You keep your team in it for a bit, let them hang on, see if they can get in the game, but then bam, they concede again, bam, they concede again.
0: Do you think, it's? Do you think though, no, the difference is, is that with England, he trusts the players in front of him because they've done it together as a unit. But with Everton, he knows there is no hope for the defenders in front of him. So he's 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 on his own. It's a solo project. It's Paul McCartney and the Wings. It's not, <laughs> no, not Jordan agree, Pickford it was, and not. Everton FC. All there's definitely right?
1: A, there's a Kepa complex at Everton, for sure. It's like, yeah. he knows that he, like, you know, when there was a time where Kepa, you know, now he's in a better place, but there's a time where if you're playing Chelsea, it's like, listen... If I have a crack from here. No one's gonna press.
2: Mm. No one's
1: gonna do anything. It's gonna fly. He's got that complex at Everton. Whereas at England, because the way you know England play and everything, no one's just gonna start popping off. But at Everton, people just know that. It's kind of like on FIFA. Like, there's a there was a time on FIFA, there was a patch. If you took three shots at like the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper got tired, and the next one <laughs> going.
2: Like that was like if you keep trying after one, they're just gonna fly in. But can I and- say though, man, with that, that 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 particular strike, you know, whatever you do in respect of Saying, oh, I don't trust them. And I don't oh trust it You've got to he's save suppo- he's, Yeah. He's got to get more behind yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And those are the things where in this moment, you've got the defenders who are afraid that if he gets a shot, he's going to let it in. You've got him who's afraid of defenders because he doesn't think they're good enough. You know, it's, you, you've got the front men looking back saying, what am I doing, man? These lot these ain't going to help me. I can't even get the ball. Everybody in that team is looking at each other. And if we, back in my time, were getting ready to play a team in that predicament, and especially even if you go, to You can play, smell
0: blood, can't easily, you? Easily,
2: easily, because what happens is you, you're seeing in a tunnel with them. You know what I mean? They've got nervous laughter. They do that. Come on, come on let's go. And you think to yourself, yeah, okay. okay yeah, we'll see. You go out <laughs> and the crowd are with them. The crowd are with them for the first 10 minutes. This is where you hear people say things like, listen, George Graham would say, listen, 20 minutes. I'm not bothered about anything going forward. They do not score. Mm. They do not score. We'll do what we do. You know, if we create something scoring that time is even better. But what you're doing is you're making that crowd, you're you're, you're quelling the crowd. You're stopping them. You're smashing into them because what they're going to do is that they will be going in to see if you fancy it because they are desperate. They want to see people who don't fancy it. And and, And when you show them that you do fancy it, all of a sudden, you start seeing them backing off more and more. And then before you know it, you score the goal. And the game is literally over because they're broken. That's mm-hmm. where Everton are now, and that's why they they collapsed like they did. A collapsed so quick, they folded like a deck chair. Yeah.
0: And you hear you hear the the crowd turn as well. I think it yeah. reminds me a lot of watching QPR like oh, over no. the last sort of ten years or so. I'm sorry, <laughs>
2: no,
0: so- <laughs> I mean we, we, it's been it's been a good season, so we haven't had too much of that this mm. season, but. Uh, those those days, I think, especially when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck was in charge, and any single time that ball went backwards, there'd be a groan oh, in yeah. the in the stadium because mm. people would want forward forward passes. They want like positive play, and I feel with like with Everton. They need, they're so desperate to see something in that side mm. that like you said, Ian, they'll be positive, yeah. loud, mm-hmm. aggressive for 20 minutes. But if they don't see a product out of those first 20 minutes, saps out if the them. other team hold it's them off,
2: literally saps it saps out. Out they out drop, of them.
0: they drop. And, and then any, anything that's not positive, there'll be a groan, there'll be a moan and the crowd will start to turn. And I've seen that so much <laughs> at Lotters Road. Do you
1: know what's so like heartbreaking for Everton as well? Because I remember last year when Steve Bruce, you know, Newcastle did their thing like Willock was the player out of nowhere for them that, you know, mm. hit the ground running. With Evan, they probably look at their squad thinking, all of you guys should be able to do this. Like Richarlison, mm. you you know, you can get yeah. 10 goals this season. DCL, yeah. you can come back and do so. So they can't even look to someone and be like one person. Ah, oh, who's going to do it? Because they're looking at all of their players thinking, it should be there. Like we shouldn't be yeah. in this situation. And I think that's where it's more dangerous when you know that you shouldn't
2: be in a situation, but you can't fight out of it. You know, you look at someone like Andros Townsend you know, Damari Gray, unfortunately, started very well. He's injured at the moment. He's got the kind of game and he's got that kind of je ne sais quoi, like you mentioned there, Mayor, where he could just flip a game on his head with what he's done. I mean, he's done mm. it to us. He's done it to us at Everton when we went up there, when they beat us. Man turned into a, he turned into like prime Ronaldinho <laughs> of the wing. He's got that in him. But like, I think Everton now they're right in the midst of a, of, of, of a, could, of a relegation. But yes, they can, they can. Because I not long ago, I said Brentford. I was worried for Brentford. Obviously Christian Eriksen coming in there and God, you know what I mean? Brilliant, delighted for him. Coming in and he's given them something. I watched them against um, Norwich. And yes, it's Norwich. But like, you can see that players are more confident of going past him when the ball goes to him. They were like five, 10 yards further up the pitch because once the ball goes to him, he's going to make sure it gets to where it's going to go is, you know. and when you looked at Brentford before they, they haven't got that player Yeah, you know giving the ball it's going to be it's going to go somewhere where we're going to be progressing Coutinho had the same effect on Villa exactly it's like Villa. the Barclays yeah. number 10 yeah. have come back the, the Everton
1: situation it mm. is scary because you look at the teams around them like Newcastle have caught form they're flying mm. Burnley have done something which I think is remarkable your rival took your striker you know mm. who's not even playing for them but you managed mm. to make it work they're doing well. Their mm. next games, they've got Wolves at home who don't mm. score but don't concede. You've got mm. Newcastle, which is essentially a six point, or West Ham who are still trying to thrive for Europe. Yep. United, who will want to, you know, just yeah, feast be, on you. And then you've got Liverpool be as well. So next five games, with an with FA Cup against Palace in that as well, which, which may be a distraction, mm. you may not pick up points in that. And suddenly yeah. it becomes, frank, it, 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 yeah, the lights become very bright. The fans yes, get more yeah. anxious. Yeah. The talk about you know never being relegated, but this may be the first time, heightens. It could get very, very
2: sticky for the Toffees.
0: It just it's gonna be it's gonna be wild if, if it if they go down, it would be you think wild.
2: I got to say, Tottenham again. They they can do what they done yesterday, and then can you they can go see and they lose two the next game. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know what to make of Tottenham, but one thing I will say of Tottenham just to, before you sign off is Harry Kane in that mood. It's frightening
1: It's almost When you think about Harry Kane right It's going those amount of goals And having nothing To show for it Is always going to Feel a bit
2: Listen man Don't go there bro leave Harry until he's just think about, until he's think, think about about England think about England that's all I do I just think about England he, I focus yeah. on
0: England and Harry Kane that's all I do if, if out out just else. get
2: one if he could get a medal for England that, I'm happy like exactly. he, and I will I will back him to the end him,
1: so. I'll,
0: buy <laughs> him, I'll buy him the medal from like Party Palace if yes. I have to
2: yes. what's the Denzel
1: Washington thing that like, I'm leaving him with something like, he, he
2: just yeah, needs to he just needs to leave with something because someone that's that sort of goal scorer yeah gotta leave with something with Harry, I think he could, he could catch Rooney. I don't think he could catch Shearer. Shearer's deep down. He must be thinking, ah, is the man's a bit nervous? He's a bit nervous. You know what I mean? I'm a bit, nervous, bit shaky. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 That's what Alan is, man. Oi. I'll tell you what, I'm a bit nervous, I'm a bit shaky, but I'm a bit woo.
0: <laughs> Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one Mick Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: So we're recording this on International Women's Day. Tomorrow is the Let Girls Play session, which will be the biggest ever girls session across the UK. Very, very important moment as well, Flo. I've done some stuff yesterday for, for Steve Wright. Um, me and Kelly done some um, some stuff uh, talking about it, and it's for me. It's 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 massive. It's a massive thing. It's something that needs to be done. Like we say, we want to try and get um, w- girls to be able to play football whenever they want from twenty twenty four. That's what me and Barclays and, and Kelly are trying to do. And to be honest, it's it's on track. This is a massive thing. Let's put, let's put it on track.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's huge, and I think. I think if you are a, a man, I think you don't quite realise no. like the ease and access to football yeah. that you have just because of your gender, just because of, you know, the the kind of um, the lottery of birth, which, you know, we talk a lot about in society at the moment for various mm. different reasons. But I think when you talk about football, you just talk about going to school and having that opportunity yeah. to play, whether it's in a social sense with your mates or even yeah. in a kind of more formalised PE or after school thing as well. And I think for a lot of girls, the reality is you don't get the opportunity. I had that briefly at primary school, but didn't have it at secondary school. There was no option to play football at Mm. secondary school. And luckily that's shifted a lot in the last couple of years and is continuing to shift with the work that the Barclays are doing as well. And it's going to be huge. It's going to be Mm. huge for the future of the game to just change that.
1: The legacy is so important, right? Yeah. It's
2: vitally important, Mayawa you you you
1: you listen to pros talk about how their careers have, you know, come to be, and their pathways, and you hear them say stuff like, oh yeah, to, in order to train, I think, I was going to the nearest city, which was, you know, mm. 50 miles away or something, and it's yeah. like, you sit and you think to yourself, a, a young boy's um, pathway into academy football is nothing like that. If you want to go to mm. Chelsea, it's around the corner, you do this and do that. Mm. Going A sense of excellence that's not even in your city, it's Insane that to even think yep. that that yeah the, the, the world
0: yeah. the worldwide wide west of academy boys football is like you've got three ubers waiting outside the playground exactly. to pick yeah, up an eight year old to guys, take them disperse. Exactly. Like, it's yeah, but the insane. Is,
2: <laughs> but when you look at it Maya is that even even the even girls they can't even themselves get a ball why should they shouldn't have to play with the boys yeah. they couldn't when I was younger I never saw a girl get a ball and go downstairs and play with her friends mm. none of them could do that none of them could do that whereas. I could play at school, at the youth club, with my mates, at everywhere. I, I, football's accessible to me. And when you look at the professional girls now and the ladies, every single one of them has got a story of travel. And, yep. n- n- you know, it's not there. It's not, it's not available. And what, what we do is, as boys and that, is we take it for granted that it's there. And that is what we're trying to make sure that we put in place for women. Especially like we've got the Euros coming up. Can you imagine we got the Euros? And these young girls who don't watch football, all of a sudden they watch the f- football. England do amazingly well, which we hope they do. And they're totally inspired by people like Lauren Hemp and everybody like that. And then Monday or Tuesday, they go to school. It still haven't no got, Yeah, they still haven't got it. Like some, some schools, what is it? 40% of schools do after school, after extracurricular football, after school, and 63% might do it in PE. It's not enough. And if I think was, when you think about it, it wouldn't be
0: enough. I think if you think about it in really like, real terms that if you think about maths and English, right, Mm. you wouldn't say, right, boys, you're learning about geometry and then girls will only do fractions or Mm. something like that. Like, whereas when you think about PE and sport at school- it's always split by gender, but mm. actually it makes absolutely no sense. You don't do that in any other subject. You're only decide to do that in PE. And I think doing this is going to have a massive impact, not just on football uh, in school and girls' opportunity to play it, but I think across the whole kind of curriculum when it comes to PE and also people's perceptions, because right now perceptions in school, we're mm. still in a case where boys will really dominate the playground space. Yep. They'll really yep. dominate the outdoor space, yep. but giving girls the opportunity to play football we'll challenge that as well and we'll get young boys and and young people at school more accepting of sharing that space sharing with girls space, and yes. saying that like, you are valid in your in your want to to play football in the playground um, with us and we'll we'll share that with you absolutely. rather you know, than taking over the space behind what?
1: you you've got that lovely piece of art which says women's football and the woman's got the cross in it and that's what it should yeah. be right football should be football, football for everyone, football, and. The, the, the reality of what game we've got should
2: be for everyone.
1: Exactly. And the reality we've got at the moment is even when there is like provision, like we've seen the amount of AstroTurs being built has gone up and everything. Even when there is provision, women, football for young girls or women is sort of pigeonholed. Okay, you've got this yeah. one hour on a Sunday. And it's like, no, why is it 99% booked up by men and young boys? Mm. And then you've just got this small thing. No, it should be, if there's access, people should have access. No one should have priority mm. because you're a man. That's Mm -hmm. not how it is. The game is for everyone. Therefore, the access should be for everyone. And hopefully, you know, with these initiatives and everything that's happening and people really speaking about it. And right, you know, we give a lot of flowers, like, you know, to people, but you've Mm -hmm. got to take a lot of flowers in general because the way you, you, I I don't call you an advocate for health, You just genuinely love it and speak about it. And you doing it has been so influential because let's be real, there's a lot of people that they tie themselves to it because it's, you know, there's a euro's coming or it's it's yeah. the next thing, so let me put it. You actually care about this and the change that you've managed to implement, whether it's within the media space or these campaigns, uh-huh. is so pivotal. So Can
2: I tell you something as well, Mayo? It's um, and it's it's happened again the other day. I was in the office. And and this is when we, when when you talk about racism and white people having to stand up for people um, when black people are not there and stuff like that, I totally got it the other day. Because I've been, it happened the other day, and this happens to me a lot because a lot of people see me now in and around the game, the women's game. And when, when you hear how they speak, it, may, it puts me in that room where you think, well, I need to speak up now. I say, listen, the amount of them I've had to tell, you know, the women were stopped from playing simply because there was 50,000 women in 1921 and men thought, oh, they're going to take the spotlight away from men. So we're going to ban women. So that's how that started. Then it started back in 1971. Remember, women weren't even allowed to play on FA-affiliated pitches, what, not why, just because. And so when you try to explain to people why, I'm not doing it because um, we want Barclays and me want the next elite player. We want girls to have the opportunity to play just because they want to play. And right, when, I, when you explain it to people like that, it's everybody's right to play football. It's the people's game. People. They have every right to play, and the only thing is when you sit down with someone like Kelly Smith, and then Kelly Smith tells me her story, and I always go on about <laughs> I couldn't get to play because I was rejected, and none of the teams wanted me, and I'm really... Kelly couldn't even play when she was seven. They stopped her from playing with the team because she was too good. Where did she go? She couldn't go anywhere because she didn't have no one to play with. I can't even imagine and get into her headspace as a seven, eight-year-old, and I can't play football. Right? So my love for the game. Is no more than Kelly's was, just because I'm a guy. Kelly had to find it, man. There should be a film on her. There should be a film on her and how she, Maybe if they made a film, a proper film about women's struggle to get to play football from someone like <clears throat> excuse me, Kelly Smith's point of view, maybe people understand why it's so important for me and it's so important for people to see that women should get the opportunity to play. Simple as that. I just want people to play football because I love football. Like Lola and Roxanne. You know what I mean? We went to the game the other day. Arsenal beat Birmingham. I mean, the girls were watching. And then the girls like, I remember said, oh, great touch. And then my girls just, just out of the blue, even when it wasn't a great touch, were saying, oh, great touch. I said, that wasn't a great touch. <laughs> you can't just say great touch. It's not something to just Be a student of the game, guys. Yeah, Be a like, student so, of the so game. Then, what's it called? Then they said, so then they're saying, Lola was saying, when should I say great touch? I said, when somebody makes it controlled. So you have to, I love the fact that I have to break it down. Someone makes it controlled and it stops dead and it's like, oh, that's really good. And so then one time she said, great touch. And I said, yes, that's a great touch. And then Roxanne said, great touch. I said, no. But then after, they after, then went inside because they wanted hot chocolate and I was sitting in front of Serena Viegman, and I just kind of went, I don't think my girls are going to be footballers. I think they're going to be spectators, (laughs) which I said is fine.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, that's, that's the crux of it, right? Is that, Not everyone has to like football. Mm, We, we, you know, as, as football obsessed people that, you know, the game has changed all our lives in different ways. We understand that football's not for everyone. It's fine if you don't have to love it, but everyone deserves the The right and the opportunity to try it. And that's, that's the key thing here is that lots of girls have been denied that. And, and Mm -hmm. now it's time for them to get that opportunity to, to work out if it is for them. And we know that school and education is going to be the forefront of that. You know, you know, from your experience, how those, those experiences at school, your teachers, yes. they are life defining moments on yeah. and off the pitch. And t- it's, you need that.
2: I'm t- I, I, I don't think that um, we should s- spend our time and waste our time worrying about the negative comments and f- from men. We've got more than enough people now that are be- behind this, the, the movement and the women's game. We don't need to be worrying about trying to influence, oh, please like it. No. We've got more than enough people. In fact, even more so, we'll do this over here.
1: I just can't wait to see the 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 legacy of the work that's been put in now in the last few years, yeah. the legacy of that and what that yeah. looks in a few years, whether it's players playing for England, whether it's the infrastructure within the women's game, how that diversifies and becomes so powerful. Yeah. That's what's going to be amazing because ultimately people would have had opportunity and therefore, they're able to do something with it. Like you said, yes. 50 years to take something away from the game. Yes. You go to any league and any of the top five leagues and say, you know what, let's just pull the plug in that for 50 years and see what happens. You'd be shocked. Do it for five years and see what happens. Yeah. 50 years. What did they say? 50. It's, 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 yeah, it's the people that understand it and are spreading the good word. It's amazing. You're always going to get people that are just going to be, let's be honest, misogynistic. Because mm. that exists in football. Let's let's not beat it around the bush. There's just people that are misogynistic, but that will push them to the side. That that will shine brightly, and it's just about
2: mm. continuing to spread the good word. And that's what we've got to do: continue to spread the good word, man. You know something. Before we, go, I want to give a little bit of love to Bakayo Saka. Kind of maybe a small bunch of flower. potpourri. I give him some potpourri. It's like Bukayo Saka, twenty years old, right? Is the youngest player to score twenty goals in all competitions for Arsenal since Cesc Fabregas, um, two thousand
0: and seven. He's so good. He's, He's so you good. know I was listening to I was listening to Five Live on the drive back from the Arsenal Women's game, and they had the commentary of the Watford Arsenal game. Mm. Honestly, I would say 70% of the commentary was what? just them talking about how good Saka was.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> they
0: were just, I can't remember who, I think it was Colin McNamara and I can't remember who the co-coms was, but they were just, they they ran out of words to describe him. Yeah. It was, it was silky. It was classy. Mm. It was controlled. It was uh, just endless words ever, about how incredible awesome. he was. Yeah. Just do you know, do you know what I love about him?
1: Because you've you've I didn't I wasn't aware of that specific stat in regards to Fabregas, But you look at Saka's sort of progression with Arsenal. He mm. came in, played full back, did well with getting assists yeah. and everything, went away with England, did all that stuff. There's talk about, you know, what's his best position, he's getting used everywhere. He had the little bit where, you know, there was no goals or assists for a little while. Mm. I think in the Premier League of the season, it's eight goals, five assists. Mm. He's reached his zone and I call it the I'm him. He's reached the I'm him zone where he looks around and he goes. No, no, it's me. It's, it's me. me. I'm it's the me. guy. It's me. It's me. It's me. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's all of us, but but it's me. And it's, he's a he's humble guy. It. He just, you know, yeah. I saw him halftime and he was coming off. He speaking to Cedric. because like, listen, we got to get mm. into the game. I said, yeah, yeah you know it's you. And, that level of confidence, you just feel like your shoulders just like go up. There's nothing you know the, wrong that you can do. Yeah. The finish as well. You know, he's usually like oh, sad foot assured. He
2: said, mm, no, it was, I'm, it was I'm like yeah. this.
1: Yeah, he did. I'm That's exactly what he done. It. And
2: you know what? The other thing is like, it's a great point you make there, Mayo, about looking around and think, well, you know, so I am him. I'm the, I'm the guy. You know what I mean? I'm the guy in this dressing room at the moment. And for him to be that guy at that age, and it made me think about, um, Young players, like I didn't have too many young players that came in, like sixteen, like seventeen, when I was playing at Arsenal. But went for England. I think Lee Sharp came in at about 18, 19. and you know, it's it's really strange because us as the um, the older players, the senior players, he was just like we were talking about him at at breakfast and at dinner and that because. He was going past people and doing things, one touch, shots, you know, um, delivery, everything. What you, you see an established top pro doing is like doing it like 19. And that's why I called, I I called him the wonder kid. And he was very calm and very cool with it. You know what I mean? But like, it's the way that the experienced players would talk about him uh, when he's not around, because obviously you have to try and make sure that a man keeps his, his feet on the ground. And this may be one of the things that you worry about with Saka, but because he's so, like you mentioned, are humble and he's not getting carried away with it. You don't feel that there's many people in the dressing room that will have to like put him in his place. You don't feel like he's that guy. And I feel that with Lee Sharp, there wasn't anybody you would like knock him down and try and say, "Oh, watch yourself, such and such kid, you remember you? No one done that to him because he never got, he never stepped out of the line. Unless there was one time, there was one time, I must admit, when we went away with England and we had to do this go-karting and he must've beat people by like fucking five, six laps. He was killing people. <laughs> and like he, was, like, he was having himself there, but then you're able to slaughter him and say, watch yourself, you're not even old enough to be driving. Stuff like that. But like, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is how you, you talk about him, but you don't talk about him while he's there because he's so good. And you want to make sure that he feels like he's just one of the guys. Saka, being in that dressing room, what makes me feel like so pleased and so proud of how he is is because I don't think he's got that many people around him that can do that. So he's doing it himself.
1: That that story... It reminds me a bit of, um, I think it was Frank Noble. who was speaking recently oh, yeah. on the podcast somewhere and he was talking about how Kakuta. That man was such
2: a massive. Uh, such, everybody thought that he was going to be the one, huh, Frank?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was talking about um, Gel Kakuta, how mm. they went to training the first team and then Kakuta and him got called into a game. And this is the time where Paolo Ferreira is still there. So Kakuta's got the ball. He's done one or two players. He's gone to Paolo Ferreira. He's gone past him, then dragged it back and not megged him. Oh, Jesus. And then bro. after the session, Paolo has turned around and said, he can't, he can't be trusted. He can't play with us anymore. And that's And it's like, you, you think about those moments of when like there's an awakening of a young player and everyone knows that this is him, but you then have to look at Arsenal, what Arsenal have been through this season. Then you have to look at Ateta and say, you know what, all of it starts to make sense. Mm. There's not a lot of senior players at Arsenal. Yeah. He's deliberately gone young. It is a risky strategy. And it has been a thing where you thought with young players they have dip in form but look at the way he's managed ESR look at the way he's managed Odegaard like he's kind of oh put them in situations God. where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take too much out of you I'm gonna put you in I need to take you out I'll mm. rest you do this mm. and so he's not gonna have anyone knocking his head or trying to think hold on you're getting too big for your boots and the one person that you know what people have hit their opinions in him but I love I love Laka I love contract Laka Laka's the perfect contract person <laughs> he is the perfect person to have in the room to be like listen Bakayo, you're such a good kid. Keep going. Like, he doesn't seem like he's going to be threatened by come this on, young one's um, come up. Yeah. He seems like, if anything, you doing well does well for me. It does. You're going to do my run in. You're going to get the goals. I could just be here to facilitate. Well, it's going to be interesting happy. to
2: see how they do that because like his position is vitally important to everything that we're doing because you look at the two assists he had. Unless we're going to get that person, um, you know what I mean? Then you think to yourself, Maybe we can give lacquer another year or another two. It Laka's depends. got to
1: stay around, man. He's I think for the Laka's vibes. got to
2: stay around, man, because like, like he, you can see, you can see his little back flick, his little back heel, like assist. Man's he's feeling got, the
0: vibe. He's, he's got a second wave. i got feel got so. Wave. I feel so flow.
1: I think and he has. It's um, it it is crazy because you look at sort of you know how players left and everything, but when you look at the bigger picture of what's happening, when you like you said, since Fabregas, that is the level he's operating at. Remember wow. when Fabregas came through and how Fabregas was carrying Arsenal for years and years and years. And he had to do that by himself. Saka won't have to do it by himself because he's got mm. the other young boys that are yeah. doing stuff. It, you've got to give credit to Arteta. You, you yeah, really he do. To, like, people yeah. thought he, must, he might have lost his way and think, but
2: the plan, looked, the suffering was necessary. So it was, easy. it was. I didn't think it was at the time, but now, <laughs> now I look back, Mayowa, I, I feel better for, for the suffering. Honestly, because honestly, like it's now, exciting. Can I be t- totally honest as well? When, when your team wins, right? When your team wins on the weekend, there is something that you just feel a little bit lighter, a little bit happier. You kind of like...
0: Totally. Just, it's, you know, it's a whole different weekend when, when really your
1: team is, wins. man. Do you know really what the worst is? thing is though? It's losing that like 12 o'clock kickoff.
2: Oh, that Jesus. can really mess up your whole week. Yeah,
1: that you messes your whole yeah.
2: weekend. Yeah. We've got to mention Erdegaard as well. Did you see Erdegaard for the first goal? And for, er- for Erdogan's goal, the what back heel, the back heel, what he done, then went in and got it to, to finish. You're thinking to yourself, again, Erdegar, man, man's, he's not, he's not actually, he's he's floating over the pitch. At the moment. He's floating over the grass, man. floating over grass. Martinelli's goal, everything what you're seeing about the way Saka's playing, the way Martinelli finished, the way Erdogan's playing, the way Laka's playing with the back, there is, is happening. There's a vibe, there's a confidence, and they're starting to believe. Let me tell you something. When you look at Man United and you look at Tottenham and you think to yourself, I don't know what's going to happen with West Ham. Ugh, if, Arsenal can, if Arsenal can stay in there, it would be amazing. But I, I still say, if they, get, if they go six after the two eights last season, finishing 8 i I'll be still happy with that because I know progress is happening. Progress is happening. And I don't want people to get carried away with it just because of what other teams are doing. You know, we've just got to keep doing what we're doing because we've got some fucking tough games coming up. No, and it's going it yeah, it to say tough. a lot about us. It's going to say a lot it's, about us. Um, it's going to be rough you moments. Games. You know what I mean? It's going to be rough like, moments. It's going to be
1: tough, but... There's rough moments in everything. This is it. This is it. That I don't see how any Arsenal fan cannot be excited by what they're seeing. And ultimately, there's nothing wrong with the objective changing during the season. Like, yeah. you, you're taking advantage of some teams being poor, but you're being really good. If you didn't make fourth, it's not a failure. But right now, you'd say you're the front runners for it because ultimately everything is going to plan and it, just, it would yeah, kind of, it'd be
2: very disappointing Mayor, because you don't it want would. to get so close it's like Apollo 13 they got there and they had to go round the moon they couldn't even go on it because the spaceship was fucking broken I don't want to go around the moon I want to go on the moon man So
1: Arsenal are close to having Saka and Smith-Rowe both on 10 10- Goals in
2: the Premier League oh my in the same season—that's amazing. That is insane. When you take is, out is, a goal
0: scorer, is Saka Tom Hanks in Apollo Thirteen? Is Tom uh, Hanks in the movie? Prob-
2: it? Yes, yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And then you got Kevin Bacon.
0: Oh, maybe Saka's Kevin Bacon. Arteta's Tom Hanks. Tom maybe
2: Hanks. Arteta. Arteta's got to be—he's the flight controller. Oh <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> he's Ed Harris back at Houston. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think there's another guy in the in the cockpit. There's three guys in the cockpit. It's Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, and 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 Tom Hanks. So I'm going to say. I'm going to probably have to say um, Saka is, is, is Tom Hanks. That's a good show. Bacon shot. is ESR and Bill Paxton is Erdogan.
0: Love that. And, and they're going to land on the fucking moon, my they're friends. They're going to fucking <laughs> land
2: on the moon. They're not going around it. <laughs> they're landing on the not going around it.
0: They're landing on that bad boy.
2: <laughs> nice one listen man I'm yes, gonna have man. to leave you guys guys you're gonna have in fact you're gonna I'm gonna have to kick you out
0: right
1: right house juniors it's been fun <laughs> thank
0: yeah. you very much the crash is now closed yeah my mum's
2: coming <laughs> on quick and you lot gotta go <laughs> oh I'll
0: my I'll see to you next week love see you guys later. see you later I ya. love you man love
2: you thank you very much thank you very much to Maya Quadri. thank you very much Flo Lloyd Hughes thanks for listening everybody see you again next week like I say it's nice when your team wins I hope your team wins because I want you lot to feel like I feel right now Really happy. Take it easy until then.